Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got Caleb and Devin. Devin, how you doing? Doing good, man. How are you doing today, Caleb? Uh, I can't complain too much. Hey, by the way, heard you went golfing. Yeah. How bad was it? Yeah, it was a it was a it was a rough day. You know, I had a couple good shots, <laughs> but uh, definitely ready to uh, get back in the feel of uh, you know actually being decent <laughs> at golf again. Yeah, dude, it was a great day for it though. It was. It was. <laughs> You can't beat even a bad day playing golf is still so much better than like just, you know, sitting around watching TV. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most (laughs) anything. So I'm uh, a little jealous, but anyways, guys, Hey, so we've got something fun. We're going to be doing today. We got some questions that have been coming in. So we're going to have like a little mini Q and a, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to answer some questions. And then, of course, guys, keep sending us questions because we will address them live because that's what we do. We want to we want to answer your questions and make sure you guys are ready. Obviously, a lot of people are going through Dynasty right now. Um, so, you know, we're, we're definitely answering. There'll be a lot of Dynasty related questions today. So, so no worries. But if you want to come hang out with us, you want to ask us some questions, you just want to say, hey, we love you guys. And we'll say, hey, we love you, too. You could come check us out on all of our social media platforms at the Monsters FB. And then you can also follow us on Discord. And then we're going to be having some dates coming up where we're just going to have, you know, a night where we're just going to go on there and hang out all together and have fun. So we'll, we'll get that going. Um, but real quick, let's go ahead and jump into some of these questions, man. We don't need to hesitate because we've got a lot to get through. So Devin, here we go. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read off this question for you. And I want you to jump in. Give me your take. All right. So I've been seeing so many questions related to DJ chart. I'm sure you have been seeing the same yeah. thing, mm-hmm. but most people want to know him going to Detroit. Will he be a number one? Uh, will he be a number one? I think that's going to be hard for him on Detroit. Um, biggest reason there <laughs> is, I mean, one golf, we have the questions around golf, but right. I mean, golf started to really get that rapport going with Amon Ra. And I mean, I think he had like the lowest drop rate. Like the dude's got crazy hands, um, great route mm-hmm. runner. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm high on DJ Chark. When he was a free agent and it was basically said that they weren't going to keep him there in Jacksonville, I was hoping the Colts were going to go after him, especially with the wide receiver core we have. But I think that... <laughs> I was on that with him. Yeah. yeah. I think the yeah. tandem, though, <laughs> having Chark and Amon Ra, along with having like Swift being able to be in that offense too, I think that he's going to be way better than his stats showed from last year. Number one, yeah, man. I don't think I see that. Yeah. So, I mean, he was hurt, you know, most of last year. So I think he went out in week four. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting ready to, uh, to double check that anyway. Here's my thing. I, I freaking love DJ Chark. I, I don't understand where all the hatred has come from for this guy. Um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous because he's extremely talented. <laughs> We're just, let's just, let's just leave it at that. You know, when you're looking at something as garbage of an offense as Jacksonville was last year, he came out with Trevor Lawrence week one. He had 17 points. Now this is in PPR. 12 targets though, guys, <laughs> like 
how many how many times do we say on the podcast? I don't care how many receptions necessarily or the yards. I want to see targets. If somebody is going to maintain a huge target share, that's that's the people I want to go over or go for. Twelve targets in that first game ended up having four the next, which was a really really bad week. That was against Denver. Most people on that defense made made most teams look stupid. And then the week after that, he had six. So he had two touchdowns in three games. I love that. I think the thing that makes me nervous, which is what you brought up, is Jared Goff. But I also just want to throw this out there. Even with Jared Goff, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were both in like the top 20. Yeah. So I still think there's a chance. Now, I don't know which one of these will probably finish or could finish as a number one, but I do think one of them will. If I'm going to take my shot, I'm going to take it with DJ Chark, not Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown. How do you feel about that? Wow, you're going to go with Chark over Brown. <laughs> when, yeah, like, right now. I, I, I actually, I'm looking here from week 13 on. Um, Brown had... Dude, it was insane. 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets. And of those, yep. he brought in like 90% of them. Like, yep. ugh, that, that's going to be hard. I, I, I think I'm, I'm different than you. I, I think I'm going to go Brown all day. And once again, I know you're talking dynasty here with a lot of these questions you said. I mean, Brown's the younger mm-hmm. target too. I mean, Brown's going to be the one True. if you can get him. Like, that's the one. I mean, I might even with how almost weak per se this draft class is. I mean, obviously there's a couple decent quarterbacks to stash, of course, Brees Hall, and then a few of the wide receivers. If you can even trade like mm-hmm. a second round pick from this year before you start to your rookie drafts and maybe get lucky on someone like St. Brown and throw like some other like, you know, veteran player, I'd do that all day. Yeah. So I'm not going to negate the fact that he finished this season insanely well. I get it. I mean, week 13 all the way through the end of the end of the year was just crazy. And one of those was against Green Bay. One of them was against Arizona. Those were some solid defenses. So I, I get it. And out of those, what was it? Five, two, four, six weeks. He had five touchdowns right. in six weeks. So I get it. I get that. But then it's just, I go up and look at most of the weeks before that. There was nothing. I mean, just nothing. And even then, like, there's also not much else to throw to. Now Goff has two receivers. You also, okay. you also had an and, injured Swift too, who's now, you know, looking it, like he's going to be healthy. Right. And TJ Hawkinson wasn't playing some of those games as well. So I think it's going to be a little bit different. I'm also going to throw this out there just because we're talking about him. Watch out for Detroit. <laughs> like, I think people are going to sleep on this team, man. I think if they have a good draft, Detroit's going to be something interesting this year. Yeah. I said it already. I don't think they're going to finish the same way they did last year. Like with the same record. I should say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I know people are going to call me crazy. It's fine. Um, I get it. I just, I absolutely love DJ Chark. I think he can not only be a very good possession receiver, but he can get downfield. And I, th- I think he's going to be exactly what Jared Goff needs. Um, and I think this offense, I just don't know at this point, which one's going to benefit. I'm just going to take my shot. Cause I think DJ Chark's the more talented okay. wide receiver. Fair enough. I can, I can, I can see that. All right, let's move on. All right. Next one. Ooh, this one's good. All right. So this one came from, okay, no last name. It just says Josh. All right. So thanks, Josh. Um, Next time, put your last name in or put where you're from. That way we just don't call you Josh. There's, that's too basic of a name, right? It's like calling somebody Steve. (laughs) Like, sorry. Anyway, sorry, Josh, not to make fun of your name, but you'll get over it. 
Um, but thanks, Josh, for your question. It says, can we trust Antonio Gibson this year? Man. That one's tough. That's tough. Here, here's the thing. I was high on Gibson last year. Um, you know, new, I think the world was, no, no, it's true. Very true. (laughs) And don't, you know, I I knew he was going to lose some looks, especially in the receiving game, even though he's still a pretty good receiver, but I mean, he is just one of those guys that's going to put his head down and he's going to run through that pile and he's going to gain the yards. And I just, I was so sold on, you know, Gibson and JD McKissick, you know, the news came out that he was going to, um, Buffalo and like, once again, I was like, here it comes, you know, it's Gibson season again. And then of course, you know, the commanders come out, they offer the same deal. McKissick stays. So now we have that same dilemma there again. Um, I still think he's easily a top 10 running back. Um, but I, I still think it's one of those, you have to limit your expectations with him just for the fact that McKissick is still there. But the other thing is, I mean, you had guys like uh, Jonathan Taylor, who still absolutely killed in an offense last year, ran by Carson Wentz. And who's now there with, you know, the commanders and with Gibson. So it's very possible that just bringing Wentz in, seeing what Taylor was able to do. Obviously, the Colts offensive line is a little better than the commanders, but that offense is already going to be good with, you know, Diami Brown scary Terry, you know, you got those two great Mm -hmm. running backs. I mean, I still think, like I said, Gibson is still going to be a top 10 guy. I still think he could be a good uh, RB one for you. And I still think he's going to be that right up there for us. That's still going to consistently put out points. Yeah. So I, for, for some of you guys that have been following us for a while, when Antonio Gibson came out, you know, from Memphis into this, I mean, he was like a fourth round draft pick and, we were just baffled um, at how talented this guy was. And we were so excited because if he just got a shot and he ended up getting that shot and we knew it, I mean, it was, that was it. We were done. You know, you look at 2020, you know, he finished in PPR at 13. Rookie season at 13 is not bad, but we anticipated going into 2021 way higher targets. And that just didn't really come. Now, I will have to preface, if you look at the season, now keep in mind, um, you know, J.D. JD McKissick was hurt a lot. Uh, Let's see. It looks like he missed almost five games or so. They had similar targets. So, I mean, it is tough. Um, Yeah, he only played 11 games, but they had similar targets. Mm -hmm. But when he's in there, J.D. McKissick's getting all of the targets, man. Like, everything. He's getting not... He's barely getting any rushing attempts. And I mean, it, just getting so many targets. And it's kind of the same thing that Indianapolis kind of did, you know, like you get down in those late get game situations, you get into second, third downs and it's like McKissick or not McKissick Gibson, you know, same thing with Taylor. They're just off the field and they just want to have those guys who they think are better receivers, even though Gibson and, you know, once again, Taylor have proven they can be great receivers. And, you know, yeah. like, like I think these offenses I understand not wanting to put too much of a workload, especially when you see guys like Henry going down like he did last year on, you know, a ridiculous workload over the past few seasons. I think that they've got to find ways to do that. You know, bring that two headed monster back, you know, put both of them in there, let them do their thing and just, you know, don't let a defense know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, again, I think Antonio Gibson, if we're talking redraft, I'm still going to draft him high. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. If we're talking dynasty, I don't, he's not a trade. He's not a, he's not a trade candidate for me right now. Um, I don't mind it. Carson Wentz doesn't change much for me. Think about, he still finished guys and at the 12th 
he was still a number one. It was a quiet number one at the running back position, but that was with Taylor Heineke. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't mind Carson Wentz. I think that's a slight upgrade there. So I don't think it's going to get that much worse. I think Antonio Gibson will be completely fine to play this year. Um, if anything, it's going to benefit him more because <laughs> Carson Wentz starts turning the ball over. Guess who's going to get the ball more? Yep. So um, that that's easy. Uh, next question. All right. How far will Mahomes fall overall? It looks like this one's for redraft. So I'm, I'm guessing... Um, are we talking in the draft here? How far is he going to fall? Or are we talking just overall points? Um, uh, I'm thinking let's, let's answer both. It doesn't specify. Okay. So let's just answer both. Okay. Let's so, do both. So how far do you think he's going to fall in a redraft as far as his draft stock? I mean, as far, and then where do you think he'll finish? So draft stock wise, I mean, I think people finally have come to the realization that Josh Allen is in a league of his own. I mean, if if, yes. if he's not the top quarterback that you're taking in a league, you know, if you're going to grab a quarterback first off the boards, then you're just missing out on the value. And then even with that being said, I still almost want to put um, Kyler Murray up there as like the number two guy, just with what he can do in the air, as well as what he can do with his legs. Mahomes now, especially losing Tyreek Hill. Um, I mean, obviously you still have Kelsey. And by bringing in Ronald Jones, if you ask me, that shows that they want to be able to throw a little more of that punishing, uh, you know, run game in there. So mm -hmm. to me, that makes me feel like they're going to take a little bit of the pressure off of Mahomes. So what, I think he was what the fourth overall quarterback last year in PPR. Um, yep. I, I think we, I think he'll still be top 10 easy. Um, I could yeah. see him more at the like six or seven spot now. Um, I think you got guys. Um, I'm not even sure who the guys above him were, but I, I think guys like Herbert, I'm big on, especially with the O-line fixes that they started making. I'm big, big, big on Burrow having a huge season. I just, I, I think it's his time to really, you know, he's coming off that injury a full year. Now they've upped that offensive line, him and Jamar chase already had that rapport going as well as he has Tyler Boyd, you know, I mean, he just, I feel like it's his year to really shine. So I think Mahomes will fall a little as far as draft stock goes points wise. Definitely, definitely see him dropping in points. Like you, the thing is there was a lot of those games where he'd have a big touchdown. You know, you'd get one of those extra points for the 40 plus yard touchdowns or anything. And that was off of a, you know, 15, 20 yard slant yeah. to Tyree kill who did all the work. And you're just not going right. to have that with any of those receivers they have now. So I definitely think he takes a hit. Um, is he still a quarterback worth drafting? I mean, obviously the guy is insane. He makes plays. He stretches plays. He knows how to, you know, avoid a sack. Um, I just, I definitely think he takes a hit here. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, especially if you're doing any of those, I, I call them funky scorings just because like, I don't like to play them that much just because it's a lot of thought that I have to put into it, but it's fine. If you want to play those weird scorings where, you know, you get extra points for, you know, 50 yard touchdowns or whatever, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Those you're going to lose so much yeah. because that was Tyree kill. You know, all of a sudden you, you Tyree kill for 55 yards in the middle, you know, whatever. Or like you said, the slants, like you're going to miss all of that. And yeah, MVS isn't going to do much of that. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And Juju's not going to as well. Now, there has been talks about them trying to go and get DK Metcalf or another big name wide receiver. We'll see. I just don't think they have the draft capital to be able to pull it off, but maybe maybe they'll surprise us. Um, they have to make a change in that division for sure. If if I'm, I, I am not a proponent of drafting early quarterbacks. 
Okay. So it doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes won't be on any of my league or on any of my teams this coming year. With that being said, I think he will fall, but I don't think it should be that much. I, I, I hate to sit there and think that Tyree kill. He's not the only reason why Patrick Mahomes was successful. He's not. So, you know, Travis Kelsey's still big. Um, I think Juju is going to be fine. Um, but I, I, I see, so he did finish four. I see him finishing, you know, definitely still in top seven. Okay. You know, like, I don't think it's going to fall that much to where I'm going to sit there and be like, oh man, I have to make sure I go get this guy early. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's not going to be that much to me to where I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, you know, you know, 15th round, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. You know, like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, it's not that ridiculous. Right. Yeah, he'll, so, he'll still be a top but, f- top three pick. I like top three rounds. I'd say. I mean, yeah. Well, I would. I would probably if, if for me to take him, and this is just me, I wouldn't take him unless he was around the fifth. No, well, I agree, but I just it seems like every year you have at least one or two guys in every league that you do, especially redraft. That they want to grab that yeah. quarterback early. You know, like you know, so it's going to be Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to be that. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a late first round. You know, obviously your running yep. back go off the board. You might have somebody go off, you know, grab like Devonte Adams or, you know, one of the big receivers and then boom, Josh Allen, I think goes quick. Um, but yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a late round second, maybe even early round third, still, you know, Mahomes go just, and maybe that's because, you know, me being here in Missouri, you know, everyone's a chiefs fan. So maybe that's still, you know, kind of skews it too. <laughs> blooming. <laughs> yeah. L- looming in your head here. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next question. All right. This question, it looks like is coming from Steve Harris. See, Josh, there you go. At least this put dude puts his name. Um, Elijah Mitchell is Elijah Mitchell primed to be a top five running back. Oh boy. That's now <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. Uh, considering he didn't get to play a full season. So you're banking on a lot here. I, I mean, he did, um, he, he did have a, you know, a pretty decent season, uh, yeah, when, 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 he, when he went healthy. But the thing is yep. that almost scares me with him is he plays on San Francisco and Aside from Frank Gore years ago, when can a running back stay healthy on that team? Like, right. you know, it's just been one thing after another. I mean, obviously, um, Raheem Mostert's now gone. So, I mean, I mean, I think it, that clearly shows us that Elijah Mitchell um, is going to be up there as one of the top guys. They still have Trey Sermon as well. Um, but I, I just I think Elijah Mitchell showed big flashes. Uh, what was it like week 12 against Minnesota here in PPR? I'm showing him with. Uh, 27 carries is that for 133 yards? I mean, and then even mm-hmm. 20, yeah, he had multiple 27 carry and then 22 carry games, you know, in the 22 to 35 point range of fantasy, you know, like he, he definitely showed some hot flashes there. I think mm-hmm. if they do officially go with benching or releasing or whatever happens with Jimmy G, and you know, this is officially the Trey Lance show. I think it's going to be one of those things where he's going to be able to stretch with his legs. You still have great receivers in Debo and uh, Ayuk. And of course you still have um, Kittle. So, I mean, you still have great receiving options that are still going to, you know, open up the defense, you know, and keep, you know, keep the run game from being stuffed. So I think that gives him an opportunity, but once again, is it going to be Trey Sermon or is Elijah Mitchell finally going to be able to take over that show since he did have those big flashes at the end, but health is the biggest thing I think we have to factor in there. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, everything's going to be based around health when it comes to a San Francisco running back. I mean, Jamichael Hasty was hurt last year. Jeff Wilson was hurt last year. Trey Sermon was hurt a little bit last year. But let's also preface the fact that Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch in some of these games. Mm-hmm. And he was an earlier pick than Elijah Mitchell. So when Elijah Mitchell was drafted, we did our post-draft show and everybody for like weeks, dude, was just talking up. Trey Sermon's going to be amazing in this offense and blah, blah, blah. And I felt like we were the only ones chatting about, you do realize Eliza Mitchell fits Kyle Shanahan's offense a lot better than Trey Sermon does. Like everybody was already like assuming Trey Sermon had the job. I was the only one I feel like that was like, that's not going to happen. And it didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I am a hundred percent on board with Elijah Mitchell. I am. I'm, I'm all in. As long as he stays healthy, he will be a top 12. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Top five. I don't see how he couldn't. Top five. No, but top 10 to top 12. Definitely. hundred percent. I mean, I would say his ups are his, his floor are like a ceiling though is top five. Yeah. I think it could be top five, but I think his okay. floor right now when healthy will be a minimum top 12. Here's my question for you then on when we talked about already. You come up in a league, obviously, I know Elijah Mitchell is going to fall further in the draft than the other, but would you rather have Elijah Mitchell or Antonio Gibson for this year and say a redraft league? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So I think, I mean, a lot will depend on the rest of the structure of like the structure of your team. Mm -hmm. I like to go running backs kind of early. Mm -hmm. So there's a chance you could get both. Um, if I had both, I'd be ecstatic. Right. But uh, <laughs> if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Gibson just because of health. Okay. But but that's a very hard conversation to have because I do think Elijah Mitchell could finish ahead of Antonio Gibson. Again, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. So, you know, in Dynasty, it doesn't matter. I, I'll, you know, I'll take Mitchell all day because then I'll just play next year. But I mean, if you're in, if you're doing money leagues, like if you're really wanting to take a shot, Dude, Elijah Mitchell's ceiling to me way higher right now yeah. than Antonio Gibson. Yeah. It just is. But health. It's all about health. <laughs> what about you? Who would you take that? Uh, I mean, the thing is, if you're getting one or the other, I mean, you're you're talking I guess you have to kind of factor in you're talking a difference of probably what, a third round, maybe second round, second, third round guy in Gibson compared to probably what? maybe a fifth, sixth round guy in Mitchell, maybe even further back than that, depending on how your league goes. Um, at the, I don't know, man. I think Mitchell will go higher. You, you think Mitchell will go higher? Okay. He might. Okay. Well, yeah. let's just say they're both. We'll just say third round guys. Um, I think like you said, health wise, even though Gibson had a little bit of health issues with like the bone spur or something like that in his shin last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mitchell definitely has that higher ceiling, but I think the safer pick there, I would have to go Gibson. I'd say. Yeah, I think Gibson would be the safer pick, but I think Mitchell has the, the higher ceiling. Yeah. At least in that offense. So um, let's jump down to, okay, here's a dynasty question that should be fairly quick because I don't know why, um, I don't know why this was sent in and it doesn't have a name next to it. So I can't make fun of who sent it in, but that's fine. Uh, Cortland Sutton or Darnell Mooney in dynasty? I, I mean, me personally, I'm going Darnell Mooney all day. Really? Yeah. I think you're crazy. Well, 
Okay, well, this maybe this was a good question. No. All right. So what? Here, let me let me pull up some stats here. What Cortland Sutton? Yeah. He played the whole season last year, right? If I remember right. Yep. Granted, yep. I understand you are talking about the difference of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Lock versus uh, um, yeah. you know Russell Wilson throwing to him, but also in that offense you have Jerry Judy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and you have what Javante, I mean, there's a chance we still have Melvin who knows what that whole situation is going to be. Um, what overall he finishes wide receiver 47, 44 in PPR, depending yeah, this was a PPR question. You said, or no. Yeah. No, uh, it doesn't specify, oh, okay. it doesn't but specify. I, let's okay. answer PPR. Okay. So PPR. Yeah, so he, he finished 44 overall compared to yep. Mooney who finished I think he was 23. Okay. Mooney finished 23. Obviously he had a few really big games in there, which so did Cortland, you know, he, he did too. But if you look towards the end of the season, that's when he really like Mooney started, you know, to shine a little more, especially the final two weeks, 13 targets in week 17, 16 targets in week 18. Like if you tell me there's, I have a chance at a receiver who's getting 16 targets. Like you said earlier, I mean, you're going to have to, you're one of going to go that option, but Mooney also now doesn't have to worry about having um why did I just forget his name went to the Rams Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson which we all know he did not have a great season but the other yep. the other thing that you have you have Cole Komet who's finally coming into that tight end role especially now that Jimmy Graham is gone you have a couple of they brought in um was a they brought in one of the Chiefs receivers was it Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle I think it was who have showed decent flashes uh, yeah yeah. Um, but the big thing is the GM for the Bears have been really talking up Mooney. You also now have a quarterback. Um, and I Ben, I am awful today. Uh Justin Fields. Justin Fields. You have Justin Fields, who has showed big flashes, especially with his, you know, the, his ability to escape and run. But he started kind of coming a little more comfortable and learning the speed of the NFL as the season progressed. Now you have him coming into his second full year. You know, we're still, I mean, obviously COVID still a thing, but we're getting a little more like loosened restrictions as far as training camps go and everything like that. You really have a chance for these guys to really bond, you know, going into the season, everyone had Allen Robinson as the guy. So of course, if there was any kind of rapport between anyone fields and, you know, Robinson, were probably trying to work together and figure stuff out. Now you have Mooney as that clear number one in that option. And I just, I think Mooney all day. All right, so here's where I don't like. Okay, so I I see your points. Now let's raise this. So again, Russell Wilson. I Russell Wilson's the better quarterback. I'm always going to go with the better quarterback for a wide receiver. It doesn't matter. My thing is this. You're bringing up Allen Robinson, by the way, as him leaving is going to be a good thing. I'm going to say I think him leaving is a bad thing. And here's why. Is if you had your number one lockdown corner, he's not going on Darnell movie. He's going on Allen Robinson. Now you don't have that. You don't. And Darnell movies, five eleven. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to do nothing against a six foot or six foot one, like Jalen Ramsey. You know, it's just, it's not, I mean, most people can't do much against Jalen, except Jamar Chase. Yeah. Well, but, uh, well, Chase but, is just a different animal. But, <laughs> right. But not even the same people, but, but still like, I'm worried about him being physical. Five eleven, one seventy three. He's small. I just, I can't see it. Now, I think that this Bears offense is going to go up. I do. I mean, Ryan Poles coming in, definitely going to be able to um, hopefully put together a lot better team um, to be able to go out and go out and play week to week. I just, I mean, they got Equiminius St. Brown. You, like you said, Byron Pringle, Daz Newsome, Mark, uh, Mark, well, geez, Marquise Goodwin. Like, there's just no one on this 
this wide receiver list that is amazing. You know, I, th- I think for me, like every point you made, I agree with, but I'm just taking it in the opposite direction. Okay. 140 targets last year is insane. I can't imagine him getting 140 targets. And on top of that, he, dude, he only had 81 receptions out of that. Yeah. It's not a great catch total. Now, a lot of that's Justin Fields. Right. And, and, and but, I think that's the big thing is just learning that Fields is going to, you know, become a little more into that role. Um, so, you know, obviously right. that's going to, you know, determine that with it. And I, I definitely see what you're saying. You know, Allen Robinson commanded a lot of the, you know, top defenders. But at the same point in time, yeah. was there, you know, and I don't know this without looking at it, but was there a time when Mooney actually got to see that top defender because Allen Robinson had such a dud of a year that they realized, like, go ahead, throw to Robinson. I mean, maybe, you know, I'd, obviously I didn't go back and just look. I didn't always double check and look and see who's matched up on who. But I mean, to me, you're, you, when you have an Allen Robinson on the field, your lockdown corner is probably going to take him. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. It's just like, you know, Cooper Cup or right. Julio Jones back in the day. And, you know, all those types of receivers are going to command that number one corner. So it just kind of all depends. I don't think a 5'11 guy is going to be that that number, number one. one. I just I don't. I don't. I would be absolutely shocked. If somehow he's in a in the top twelve this year, okay. I just I can't see it. Um, now we've got a few more questions, but we'll push them. Uh, we'll just push them next time. No worries. Uh, we're already right around time, so we want to make sure that uh, you know we don't want to go too long. Right? Yeah, no, that sounds good. So man. Um, yeah, so let's do this, um, guys. First off, thanks for hanging with us. Let us know what you guys think. DJ Chart, yes, no. Antonio Gibson, yes, no. A real big one, man. Who do you guys want? Cortland Sutton or Darnell Mooney? You want to be with the smart people with me, or do you want to go with the uh, not-so-smart people with Devin? You you let me know. Um, and uh, then at, after that, we'll just base off of uh, what everybody else says. If I'm the crazy one or you're the crazy one, all right? Devin? Sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the people say. So, um, But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one, guys. Creeping in the dark